Rick and I are talking about Dr. Sleep, which you saw about a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, it has Ewan McGregor and... Um, Rebecca Ferguson, which isn't a big actress that we've seen. We've seen her in a few small things, but she's one of the leads. Yeah. So the main takeaway from this is that it's the sequel, maybe long-awaited sequel to The Shining. And um, we're just going to dive into what our opinions are. And Rick, um, I'll let you go first. Well, just quickly, it's... I, I know everybody... We assume that everybody knows what The Shining is and where it's from, but it's Stephen King's Yeah, that's book. true. Okay, the heritage of it. Yeah, um, so Doctor Sleep is a book that Stephen King did. It's not just somebody came up with a sequel to The Shining movie by Kubrick. And, yeah. And, you know... All yeah, um, I actually I read that this movie tries to bring together what the book and the movie like it tries to fill in the gap and then build on what the differences were between the original Shining book and what the movie Shining turned out to be. Oh, okay. And then it so it tries to bring those two together and then carry it further by taking a look at what what Dan is doing in adulthood. How did he survive from that pretty fucked up childhood to into adulthood? And you've never read the books, right? Because I, I haven't. No, I haven't ever read the books, but I will say that The Shining is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, and I'm not a big horror fan. Um, I'll watch them, but when it comes to setting the bar, for me, The Shining is just sets the bar in terms of atmosphere and characterization and just overall creep factor i mean it just had everything from the music to the setting i all of it i've just loved it and it's been one of my all-time favorite horror movies yeah i like the shining as well and i had seen bits of it early on i don't think i when i was younger i watched it and i didn't really get it and I watched it with you not too long ago, and it was really unnerving, and it, it was effective. And I think it, in pop culture, people take away the here's Johnny part, and it kind of, if, if you only hear that in, in pop culture and you don't really pay attention to the movie or get it or watch it fully, you it turns you off or it turned me off from wanting to watch it again. But right. seeing it... And really watching it, it was really scary and frightening. So I I do like the music and every... The unseen, because there's a lot of, like... There's a lot of the unknown right. that is not explained. So I guess... Yeah, and that will, that will touch on something that I'll bring up a bit later. So what do you think of this, the Doctor Sleep as a follow-up to The Shining? I really liked the movie. I wasn't expecting anything. I did not know, even from the trailers, where any of it was going. Because there were just scenes that, I guess, from the trailers, characterized characterized it as a scary movie. But I don't think that it was very scary. It had its creepy moments. That's something we'll agree on. (laughs) 
Yeah, I I enjoyed Ewan McGregor and really the whole cast. Even I I don't know if I'm gonna say her name right. Kylie Curran, the when, little girl. Oh, she played the girl. Yeah, the the okay. main protagonist uh, late later in the second half of the movie and kind of throughout, but. And her name is Abra, by the way. Yeah, Abra. So it was, it, it was interesting to see some of those old sets and some of those old ghosts and how they played a role in this movie and how they were kind of weaponized. But I always want a world to be explored more. So with right. The Shining... I didn't have that, so I was fully okay with this movie not being The Shining, but having some callbacks to The Shining. I liked where Dan, Danny, the the little kid, the character grew up and and where the movie took him and how it started to explain more I think it's a really believable progression of his character into adulthood. I mean, to go through that when you're a child. Yeah, after what happened in The Shining. and You're not going to have a model of stability with this guy. Yeah, so it was interesting to see the actress that played his mom, because you get to see his mom a little bit when he's young and after The Shining and what happened in that movie. And I don't know, I think they did a really good job. Okay. With the casting and... I would say, like, the flashback casting, getting that resemblance down and the characterizations I mean, and echoing that. Jack Nicholson. Uh, yeah, I think they did a pretty good job with that. Um, but I will say that if you're going to come across as... If you're going to present yourself as the sequel to The Shining, which, by the way, was not well-reviewed when it first came out originally, yeah. um, you have a lot to live up to. You have a lot to live up to. And um, I think that that casting for like the flashbacks, um, the movie poster, which I think it alternated between showing you McGregor playing the Here's Johnny moment. And I'm looking at it right now. It's like the little kid on the bike, the tricycle, running through the halls yeah. of the Overlook Hotel. And that, for me, just set it up for a major disappointment because it called back the original movie in any way that, for me, just did not deliver. Um, I had a few moments of hope early on, but I got suspicious first when you heard the film score, and then they had turned the the carpet pattern of the Overlook into a design element that quickly faded into something that was really complicated and not scary. And there was no further exploration of this world other than to hearken back to it and almost like um, just replicating it as like the like the weird last third of a movie that really didn't need any of that, and I I didn't buy I didn't buy the connection between Doctor Sleep and Shining as anything that was remotely necessary to make. It was a marketing ploy, and maybe that's a failure on on their part because they reeled in people that were expecting something that they How didn't get. How could you not expect that well, with you McGregor playing the Here's Johnny moment and the little kid on the poster? Yeah, I mean, the first sound that you hear when the movie starts is that score. The yeah. score, it opens the movie. But... Then they say, ah, oh, forget <clears> it. 
it's it's adjacent to The Shining. It's not a replacement. It's just a growing of that universe, and it. I don't agree with a lot, a lot of what you're saying, but that you're fine. Not, I guess you didn't enjoy any of it, or what? Um, I, you know, the first part was just a mild, disappointing bewilderment as to why I'm watching this, and there was like, um, what's her name, Rose the Hat. Seeing the like her interaction with the little kids, like okay, well you're evil, and the way that the her little gang surrounded the girl and like went to feast, you know they had well, yeah, a girl they buffet. Didn't, they didn't explain right away. They kind of built up to revealing what these these things were. I don't really know what their what the name for them is, but they essentially were finding children. With the shining, which is what it's called, to I, have like this a extra... highly intuitive, imaginative power. I think, yeah, like a... or I mean, like with Danny, he was able to talk to the dead. Or if you, yeah, you if you're highly intuitive and that can shine really bright on certain right. um, people, and it shines brightest with kids. That's why they go after the kids because they they haven't been corrupted by drugs and living in this planet essentially so but they have been corrupted by the internet and social media to the point where these people who are feeding off of imagination are starving i kind of like that it was a cute little side point that i could kind of agree with it's like oh yeah that's a clever commentary on technology and society today nobody has any imagination but i mean i don't know so are we supposed to feel for these people that they're starving? Are we supposed to agree with them and become like these evil no, curmudgeons? It's, it's this evil in the world that that is there, and I don't know. I it's very scary and creepy. It's kind of like uh, you know the the movie The Strangers, where they the these people in a mask just show up in your house and kill you, and there's right. no explanation. Well. Here, they show up and they... So, for example... And it's hours of explanation. No, no, not really. <laughs> I mean... Endless that, explanation. They took this kid... Because initially it was a little girl. They took her and you kind of just saw missing posters. But they, they there was this scene where they took... Um, it, it's Jacob Trem- Tremblay. Right. The, the little kid that played in the Room movie. And they have to hurt you... So that the pain escapes your body, and then they they feed on that. So they brutally, they tied him up and stabbed him, and he was in, you know, it was pretty brutal. And that's how they they feed. And I don't know, it was I crazy mean, to see that. Yeah, in the movie because you don't, you don't ever really see something like that happening to children to children and i mean the first shining did it really have that in there i mean the father was terrorizing you knew that terrible things happened to those girls i think they were chopped up yeah but you know the twins but the you didn't see no and that's one of the things i really liked about the original shining and even from the trailers, it was just explanation on top of explanation, explanation about what you're going to be seeing and the way these things work. And it's like, I don't need that explanation. Give me some mystery. This is supposed to be a horror movie and let my imagination interpret things. And that way, well, it can scare itself. Well, maybe they were just trying to walk that line because sometimes when you're given too much information on certain worlds, like 
in Carnival Row, I was just like, I don't care what this is called, and you're telling me about this and this and this. Right. And they're trying very hard to build that world, and in that instance, it bugged me, and in this instance, I really liked it, and I thought it was really interesting how these creatures were dying out, and I think we've seen... I mean, this is this is kind of mirroring Dark Crystal and these Skeksis that are feeding on oh, your essence. They're yeah. eating the essence of these children, right. and they're running out. And you see that in in the movie, the Dark Crystal, they're running out, and it's that greed that where they just ate so freely for so many. You know, centuries. And they just and assumed it would running. be abundant. Yeah, they're running out. They never saved any. And they. we saw that they have the ability to save this essence and feed when they need to. But these these people, they have that hunger for more. More, more, more. And you see it in every every place in society where the greed is the undoing. Right. And... The greed is the undoing in, in so many places. So it was... I I was not bothered too much by that. And, and I liked that they were getting weaker. And they were falling into traps. And they were being overpowered by this really powerful girl. Inexplicably... Powerful. Yeah, she was. Uh, they called her the whale of uh, the shining in her was so extreme, and I think we we saw little progressions when she was a little girl, as she was growing up, and she was kind of hiding it as well. So it kind of explains why they, she hid it from her parents, and she she befriended Dan. Right. Did they, I don't remember, do they give any explanation or, like, show you how that developed within her? Or was it just random by accident? No, I think the first time that they showed that developing was when she was at a magic show. Right. At her birthday party. And she could compete with the clown. Yeah, and she said, I can do this too. And she had a bunch of spoons But we don't know anything about her history or why she had this capability or... No, I think that some children are just born with that. And... Sometimes it's stronger than others. I think even when um, when this Rose the Hat, the Rebecca Ferguson character, met Danny at the at the hotel, she right. was like, "Where have you been? How did we miss you?" <laughs> because you can you can see how when he was a child and after what happened at the hotel, he would have wanted to repress that and shut it out. And, and he was taught how to shut these monsters out in his in his head in boxes. Right, right. So, Compartmentalized. Yeah, exactly. So that's how they missed him. He he became really successful at suppressing this, this shining thing. But he, yeah, but he went a step beyond, like, suppressed... He actually contained them, and... And it messed them up, really. He was a terrible... Yeah. And I do like um, the role that he played, especially in um, dealing with the dying people in the hospice. That's how he gets the name, Dr. Sleep. And I think that you could have had... um, Just a separate story. You not try to connect it with The Shining so much about someone who can work on that level and like the compassion and the empathy and well, yeah but can you imagine how potentially boring that would be 
There has to be something. Well, it's Stephen King. Owls. I mean, yeah, no, I, it could be, but I would hope in the right hands that could be like a really interesting story. I just think that like putting it in adjacent, making it adjacent to The Shining, partially set it up for failure, because it's when they go back to the Overlook and. So why do they go back? They go back because he reckon, he knows that the forces that are there are stronger than even these people who are... Am I getting it right? Yeah. The, the forces that are there are even stronger than... So he's feeding evil to evil, basically. Yeah, because he, he tells the little girl, at this hotel, something lives in this hotel that can hurt us, but it can also hurt them. Right. So, in a way, they kind of... Uh, domesticated or tamed the hotel. He's going to use it for his purposes. It's a callback to the original Shining, which had been, by this point in the movie, a much better experience, much scarier experience. And it's almost like a Disney ride, where you're kind of like reliving it, but you feel like yeah, the motor he, track taking you through it. has to wake it up. All the gears and everything are turning. I like, like the, I like that. It's like the movies that have time travel and you get to experience certain yeah, things and but you know, see them again. If I were going to picture it in an alternative way, and you told me that the sequel to The Shining is going to come out, and you get to go back into the world of The Overlook, one, I would not wait until the very end of the movie to go there. And two, with all of the fucked up shit that you get to see in The First Shining, and... It's so much bigger than what you see in like in this family's story that there's a lot to explore in terms of dark, creepy well, shit. Yeah, I mean they could do a whole universe on that. They but, could do they could follow the stories of everybody that died there. But essentially we're following along this hippie vampire gang that I mean truthfully they all get shot. At some point, I mean, it's, it's, it's very little magic happening or anything like that. They died from a, a pretty mundane way. Um, and what we do see Ewan McGregor go through in the first part of the movie, the special effects are very reminiscent of train spotting. The room turning on the side, and he's like sliding through dimensions, and what is he going to end up in the toilet now? And he's going to come out drenched. I mean, it's just, it was so, it was like, a cross between um, a vampire movie and train spotting. I don't know. I guess I'm simple. <laughs> no, no, no. I enjoyed it. I don't think. I'm not. I didn't go in looking to compare it to The Shining. I I went in not expecting anything and expecting to get some uh, view of that hotel, which I did. I got a view of the maze. I got to see, you know, that creepy lady in the tub multiple times. Multiple times. Because she was just not giving up. Budget. Okay, come no, down. No, no. But, but I, I know that... The books, maybe no. the books, you said there was a... The original Shining went away from what the books were, so... Yeah, yeah maybe Kubrick no, was part... a huge reason why it was that movie and you, you know Kubrick did get critiqued a number of times for distorting the source material and um, some of the movies that we love of his the most he got critiqued for distorting the nature of the source material in order to make a better movie and that's fine I mean I haven't read the Shining book or anything like that and I will say to be fair this is a pretty well reviewed movie I mean like people are generally liking it 
they aren't ripping it apart. So um, I'm. It's probably just my opinion. I mean, at no point did I want to walk out. Did you want to walk out? N- uh, no, I didn't. But you, you felt like, what the hell am I watching? No, I was just um, like a disappointed unraveling and then when we finally do get to the overlook hotel it's like okay well it's domesticated it's very tame at this point and new mcgregor's controlling it and fine i mean he's feeding evil to evil so i mean i know i guess we should have said at the beginning spoiler alert because oh, we yeah. talk about everything there's no oh do 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 we liked it well I we haven't revealed it. a big Spoiler, Do, yeah. I mean, we want to, right? Yeah, I mean, so, it's going to be really hard to make a, um, another sequel of this with Ewan McGregor in it. Because he's <laughs> Cause, dead. But the movie's littered with dead people that come back to life. So, so who it's kind of like Star Wars, like you're never really dead. Yeah, because, I mean, um, Abra is communicating with Dan at the end of the movie. Yeah, so they... A lot of people die. The hotel, essentially... Dan Torrance uses the hotel to... He opens all of the boxes where he has all of these ghosts trapped. And they come out and they take over this Rose the Hat, which minutes before offers Dan the opportunity to become one of them. You know, because now she has a a few open slots. (laughs) Because they killed essentially everybody that was in her group. Because he has a power that goes beyond just being food. And, like, so they can recruit him and actually use him. Yeah. So, I mean, she fails. She gets eaten by all of these people, ghost entities, and then they turn on Dan. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... And he can't shut them out in time or shut them up again in time so there's uh there's an awareness because he he does go after abra to i guess kill her he kind of becomes his dad i guess and he has this this thing that wants blood and there's an awareness in of of dan in there still so he knows what he needs to do is to go to the boiler room and burn it all down and that's exactly what he does yeah no and you know i was just thinking while you were saying this describing it um because we just watched the it um part one and part two yeah just a couple of months ago and the first it the first part is like scary but the second part comes along and concludes it in a way and it wasn't scary so this is another stephen king movie that kind of can that wraps up the horror part and that we see in the beginning was something that's not scary, but brings it to kind of a conclusion. Yeah, and he does leave open ends because right. nothing says that this this group is the only one. And Rose the Hat even says we're not the only ones. Right. So. So what do you think? What are the chances are more, this becomes like a? I mean, I could potentially see Abra coming back and hunting these down because. Or I don't know, because you can you can go down the path where you hunt these things down, but you can also go down the path where you find these people with the shine and then right. teach or develop like the X-Men or, or something. Yeah, essentially. So 
I guess in a way they the bad people they were there to keep a balance or more of a balance. Right. You can't have too many people with the shine, right? You wouldn't think so. But they went and ate them all, <laughs> and they were running out essentially. So they didn't account for the world of the twenty first century, and yeah, that's what happened. So I so there's room for university spent. I can see like maybe a Netflix series. I don't see like yeah, and there's so many Stephen King properties that are shows and I mean. <laughs> It's a universe, and right. I, um, I don't know if I would want them to start, because it seems like they've kind of played with the idea of uh, this universe, the Stephen King universe, where Pennywise is over there, referenced here, or he's referenced in that movie. And right, right. They, they're kind of uh, talking a bit about that, because we also saw the Stephen King in the, in the Pines. It was a... The Tall Grass. Oh, The Tall Grass. On Netflix. Yeah. And there's a meteorite, and you think about that, and you think about how Pennywise got to where he got, which was in the meteor. Yeah, so, and, you know, and to be fair, for anybody to deserve a universe, in terms yeah. of, like, writers, I mean, Stephen King is, like, right up there. He's probably the most, one of the most deserving, because he's, he's so prolific. He's come up with so much material. And if he can bring it together and connect the dots, and, I mean... He started... It all comes from his he brain. He essentially, like, started it without knowing. I mean, Carrie, she has shine. I bet she has shine. Yeah. She can pretty much, like, you know, kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. No, have they made... Has there been a sequel to Carrie? I don't know. No, there hasn't. But you can explain a lot of uh, other Stephen King properties or movies with some of the things that happen in, in this movie. Or right. In, in so some of the recent So you think we'll see a Carrie where... I don't know. I mean, the way that Carrie ended, she kind of got swallowed it. up in the earth, right? Oh, that's right. She, yeah... Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, maybe not. I I like the movie. I don't know that I would I'm ever watch it, it again on or anything. But I think that if you watch this movie, don't go in there with an expectation that it's gonna be The Shining. It was still. It had its scary moments and it messed up moments, and it's you know you're cheering on because this little girl's like hurting these this evil bitch and. There's, it has a lot of, like, fulfillment in the end because you got some payback for some of the hurt that they inflicted yeah. in the world. And I can see that if you... And if you're like me, it requires overlooking... Uh, <laughs> overlooking... Of everything that the marketing expected you so we to... want to go to the overlook hotel right oh yeah we'll definitely go to the overlook hotel <laughs> but not hotel. stay in that room cuz i read an interview with the director or whoever the he- whoever they were at that room and there's some stuff happening in there whether it's real or not i don't want to find out <laughs> oh i i don't mind we'll have to see maybe we'll flip a coin as to whether or not i'm sure that that room is booked for years. It seems like it would be. But yeah, no, we'll have to go. All right. So, 
from us, it's a mixed one so thumbs we, up and thumbs down. Are we just going with the thumbs up and down? We don't really want to come up with a star system, right? I, w- mm. I don't even know how to do that. I would give it three out of five stars. I wouldn't tank it, but I don't know if you would miss anything by just waiting for it to go to a subscription service somewhere. Yeah, I, I liked it more than you did. So I'll give it a four out of five, I guess. Okay. All right. So for our first mini... For our first movie mini-sode, we've reviewed the Doctor Sleep, and we've given it three stars and four stars. Yeah. So, not terrible, not shining. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We put it on Google and follow us on social media on every platform: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're everywhere.